Today on the Little Dum Dum Club, a brand new episode with John Safran and Dave Thornton. But before that, we've got a few things that we need to tell you about. We are two weeks out from the co- – no, the Rich Young is a fucking idiot and his shit-ass YouTube channel, Kosamui International Podcast Festival. Carl, I've just realised at the point that we're recording this, we're about to go into Triple J and be interviewed about this podcast mm. festival. How are we going to be able to say the full title of it on the air? <laughs> we, I mean, this guy's paid us two grand. We owe him that. We should be getting him promotion. On Triple J, you know but we why? can't call. I don't know whether we can call. I mean, I don't. I don't think that other people's taxpayer dollars are going towards us calling a stranger a cunt on the youth broadcaster. Well, you know what? We can't anyway because they don't advertise on Triple J on yes. the ABC yes. stations. If so. we if we advertise one fuckhead with a YouTube channel, we have mm. to advertise all the other fuckheads mm. with a YouTube channel. He's too much of a big um, commercial business, Rich Young. So <laughs> everyone will have the bloody ombudsman in. It'll be on Media Watch. Bloody Andrew Bolt will have his yeah. say. We'll get taken down for being in bed with big shit cunt. <laughs> <laughs> big shit YouTube channel. Uh, so, so, yeah, look, Rich, Rich baby. Sorry about you're missing out on one tiny little opportunity, but you understand. Um, once we and go welcome on, to everyone who's listening to this episode for the first time because of John Safran being on it. Yeah, <laughs> it, that's coming up. We, we, we Hope you're enjoying this. what's been happening so far. Skip through this if you if you must, but I wouldn't. I'd say this is this is. I'm planning on being really funny in the next five to twenty minutes. Yeah, I'm planning on giving a seven out of ten. So yeah. let's see how we go. Yeah. Um, so we do have those. Uh, if you're listening to this straight away, we do have two weeks to go. And like we said last week, you know. If you guys are crazy, if you guys are fucking devil may care listeners, um, you'll be signing up right now at the last minute and coming over and joining us for one of the biggest podcast festivals to happen in Southeast Asia since God knows when. Mm. Uh, we will be headlining it. We'll be doing uh, bits and pieces all, all through the, the four to five days that we'll be there. Oh, wait, I've made an error. I was saying it's two weeks when we're recording. It's one week when people oh. are hearing this. It's even closer. Right. So this is the la- like this time next week, when you're hearing the episode, we'll be at the airport already. And if you're coming, you'll be at the airport already. <laughs> and if you're flying the plane, you'll be at the airport already. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, so, uh, yeah, one week to go. Sorry, gee, time goes fast. Um, <laughs> this is just this is how it goes in my head when I, is, when Thailand's coming. It's this like, is Delorean podcasting. Yeah. So a week to go. Week to go until. We take off. And please, you know, come along if you've got any chance. If you're one of these crazy people who I've been wondering about for the last month or so, these crazy people who get this close to the the festival happening Mm. and going, I've A, not only got the money, but B, got the time up my sleeve to do whatever the fuck I want. Um, That would be awesome. Get on it. It's going to be great. Uh, Not only that, but I did ask the question last week. I said, um, who who are these people and and what decisions are they, you know, what's their excuses? Um, to be able to come over. Yep. And I did get a message this morning uh, from someone saying, uh, you, you asked how, did, how, I, how people justified this trip to Samui. I told my wife, quotation marks, it's the Aussie Woodstock of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that's the... Well, that's there are the, a lot of eccentric Serbian billionaires at Woodstock. Was, is that the original Woodstock or the one they did in the 90s that was sort of real <laughs> shit? A bit shit. And people got murdered at <laughs> I think Jamiroquai played at that. Right. Mm. And pe- I think people died at that one. I think there was, that was bad news, that one. So, <laughs> so <Cool>. yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so, yeah, if you're one of those people uh, uh, that have the time and the money, please get on a plane. It's going to be once in a lifetime. And, and these people that – we get a lot of messages from people going, oh, I'll come to the to next year's one. It's like there's been no indication we're going to do another one. Like, yeah. 
honestly, I can't see how we would do another one. Like this is. Uh, I disagree. Honestly, I can't see how you're not going to get to the end of this having gotten an excuse to go to Thailand, basically have your flights paid for, and not be wanting to do this every year. Nay, every six months from now on. I'll, I'll give you a little clue into my mindset. The money thing is not something that's. You know, I'd go anyway. Yeah. It's not like I'm busting for someone to, to sponsor me to go over there. I'm just going to go anyway. Yeah. So exactly. I'm, this is more – but this I don't need to drag everyone else every year. I just yeah. go by myself. So, look, if it became a, th- a big, massive thing, sure. But I, I think at the moment there is absolutely no plan to do it again. It's, you know, we'd probably be looking at a different idea, some, something other. Something I like. reckon I should get the say of the next destination, if anything. Sure. Well, if you, if you can be like me and come up with such a great idea <laughs> that makes this wave of support come our way. Sure. Sure. Great. Um, um, okay, yeah, so get on it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, this is – I mean, yeah, we, we nothing like this has been done before that we know of. We yeah, are trailblazers. Exactly. No, you don't see radio shows doing this. Mm. Um, generally, uh, if anyone goes over, you have to win a competition or something. This is just us saying, come and watch us do a show yeah. uh, in Asia. Yeah, um, it's going to be, be heaps of fun. Oh, Can't wait to get over and, there. And, and look, a, a last-minute shout-out to the people uh, that we see on our Facebook page. You can look up on your stats on the Facebook page – where all of your likes are coming from. There are like two likes from Thailand. Mm-hmm. If you're one of these people, hit us up. If yep. you're one of these people that actually live there. Get in touch. I love the idea. There's a couple of Aussies that have been messaging us about coming and they're from Cambodia. Yeah, right. And they were like, yeah, yeah we're going to come because it's only an yeah, hour Yeah, it's away. quick, yeah. It's very quick. And then now I, now I think the last message was they were like, no, nah, we're not going to go. Like, yeah, we're only an hour away. Just do I'm, it. I reckon there's going to be some sort of like – There'll be someone in our midst at when we get there or there'll be someone who's come over that's going to be a bit of a surprise or a bit of a weird thing. Right. Like I'm banking on some about one of our listeners having, do you know what I mean, like something up their sleeve where they've thought it'll be funny to come and do this in some weird way yep. and not tell us about it. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying this as if, sounding as if I have some kind of inside tip. I don't. But I'm 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 predicting, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking there's something. There's gonna be a little surprise there for us. I wouldn't you think mind betting. Maybe Dill will be there. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> um, so uh, so that is a, actually a last minute reminder just to say who is on it. By the way, yeah, uh, that we don't usually do. So we we are we are flying over. Thanks to all the generous generous benefactors, not only at Rich Young but uh, all the other listeners that have been chucking in at uh, uh, our GoFundMe page. Mm. Almost seven thousand dollars at this point. When our when a target that we thought we might luckily get to was two, yeah, which is crazy, which is great. Which you are funding guests, accommodation, uh, a cameraman mm-hmm. to come over and, and film everything and turn it into a doco. Yeah, um, so excellent breast work, guys. enlargement surgery for me once we're over there. Yes, I look. I think you look pretty, just like you are. <laughs> I don't think you need to do that. You, you'll you'll always. I, I you wouldn't be enjoy doing elsewhere. the podcast with me more if I had a big old pair of melons that no, you could just stare at. You are right. That's a good <laughs> point you make. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Dilruk Jai Singer, Nick Cody and Tom Ballard yes. uh, are coming over with us. And, hey, there's some latent negotiations going on, potentially some others. Yes. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, had expressed interest, but, you know, stuff, the industry that we work in is such that, you know, stuff comes up at the last minute and it's kind of all over the place. A couple of people are now, 
you know, looking like they were going to come and not able to come. But then on the flip side, there's other people who thought they wouldn't be able to, who potentially now can. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see who we end up with. It'd be great to get drop-ins yep. over that side of the world. Real open mic international yeah. <laughs> podcast festival. Um, should we do this? Speaking of GoFundMe, you know, we do our – what's coming up soon is the bit where we read out our uh, a few Patreon subscribers for the Fantastic week. Fantastic bit. Yeah. Um, the, the only good bit on this show. Uh, so what – Maybe we can do is read out a couple of comments that people have sent on the GoFundMe. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, okay. Um, because people have been chucking in money all the time. It's been constant, which is which is awesome of you guys. Um, thank you so much. But they've also they've, there's been re- uh, room to leave a few funny comments and whatever. So let's let's read a few of them very quickly. So ten dollars to someone called Sheila B. Back. <laughs> first name Sheila, last name B. Back. That's great. Ten dollars from them saying, hopefully this bumps Cody up to first class. <laughs> no, we're not fucking paying for something like that to happen. Um, sixty nine dollars, very popular. F- a lot um, of sixty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Kelly's chucked in sixty nine and said. Uh, please find out how many bookings are made under Tim. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, and uh, what else have we got? A lot of, lot of man. So many people have, have chucked money in, which is just ridiculous. But you know, like we've said before, uh, you are also going to get access to all the bonus content that we're going to make over there. Mm-hmm. And you know, it really is a, a bit of a working holiday for us because we're, we're going to be filming and, and a lot of stuff and doing a lot of audio stuff and whatever. So you'll, you'll be getting all that. And apparently we're going to be busy over there than we are over here. Totally, totally. <laughs> we're going to finally be making, you know, earning our money. Yeah. Uh, I like the guy who said normally my income goes towards feeding my kids, but those cunts have had it too good for yes, too long. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's excellent. And a few comedy novelty names as well on there. There's, there's one person who's called himself, first name Carl's parents, second name our brother and sister. So <laughs> that's appreciated. Doc- and it sounds so much just like a real name yeah. as well. That's the clever thing about I, I it. I think it's the Thai name. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Ramsey's chucked in 10 oh, yeah. bucks. He's not, back. Not Dr. Dr. Ramsey, but just Dr. Ramsey. So, um, yeah, thanks to all those people that have done that. Thanks for uh, the continuing chiming in of those those yeah. funds that will be very well spent on the, the biggest podcast festival to hit Kosamui of all time, I'm tipping. Yeah, that's a big call, but we'll have to wait and see how it pans out. Mm. Speaking of uh, people chipping into our coffers, the Patreon, we're also using the money uh, for this month uh, as part of our fundraising uh, for the Kosamui Podcast Festival. And if you chip in, if you're chipping in this month, if you're someone that currently subscribes uh, for the month of May, May or June? Yeah, May. May. As long as you subscribe, if you subscribe before May ends, Mm -hmm. uh, you are in for the, the, the bonus content that comes out. In June, yes. So the GoFundMe people again. If, yeah. if you if you subscribe by the time that you and I are landing on the fine shores of Koh Samui on oh, Mar- nice. on May thirty first, if our if if your if our coffers are full of your coin by then, yep. then you will be getting all of the bonus content that we are literally filming already at that yes, point. Yes, and as part of uh, and as part of all this, what we do is we get on this program and we read your name out if you chip into the Patreon. Of course, you get the bonus episodes and the bonus magazines as well. But you do get your little names read out. So let's, we do five a week. So let's get on to the five this week. Mm-hmm, let's um, count them down. Number five. Number five. Uh, a long term fan of the show. Here someone, we go. someone that we have had much to do with. It, a, a beautiful young lady that comes mm-hmm. down from New South Wales and comes to the, the Melbourne shows that we do a lot of the time. Someone who's given us dolls before. Oh, given, yes. Given us cookies and brownies. Long, Pauline Hansen. Yes. We've. She no, honestly, she has been with us nearly from the start. Yeah, um, she has been. We've seen her grow from a little girl into <laughs> a beautiful young woman. Right. It's been. We've seen her blossom before our eyes. 
Thank you. I just want to say no blossoming has happened before my eyes. That's that's an audio recording that gets played in a court case. Hey, All the I... blossoming happened behind closed doors that we were not anywhere near. Hey, if I'm going to die in Kosamui, I'm going to go out swimming. <laughs> swinging. So thank You're you. You're going to scorch the earth on your way out. Thank you too. Steph Warden. Thanks, Wardo. Thanks, Wardo. Yeah, lo- Wardo, uh, Wardo regularly, well, I think pretty much uh, the last what, three or four years has uh, made the trek down to Melbourne for the comedy festival. A lot of times when she's been... I think basically underage or... Oh, again, just none of this needs no, to be on the record. I'm saying that that is such a big effort of hers to be coming down... Because I got a bit scared. She was coming down at 16 and stuff. And well, I believe they, uh, her and her friend for schoolies uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. That was what they did. Yeah. Was come down to, to uh, see our bullshit, see friends at the show. Yep. They're, they're, they're one of these, you know, they're the, she's one of these people who does the right thing, listens to the show every week. Yep. When she gets an opportunity, she comes down, she sees, you know, all the all the regulars, all the regular dum-dums. She's been to Melbourne, she's been to Sydney shows, she's been to Canberra shows. Yeah, um, she ca- yeah that's the other thing. When we're in New- uh, Sydney, which is closer to where she lives, she comes up, sees us do our solos, even though she's already seen them. Yeah, and laughs, which I kind of feel, find a bit weird, you know. <laughs> she's already seen them all. And yes. She's, Still laughs. I'm like, wow, that is that is almost too supportive compared, consider you know, compared to everyone else that yeah. uh, listens. Interestingly enough, she was I think 16 when she started listening to this show. She's 45 now, mm. which I think is a real great advertisement for the power of this podcast. And she's still blossoming at 45. <laughs> so stop saying blossoming. <laughs> Thanks, Wardo. Thanks, Wardo. Uh, Thanks, Blossom. Yeah. Thank you. another blossoming person who I've never met, but I'm sure I'm sure they're blossoming in their own right, uh, especially with such an interesting name. Thank you to Patreon subscriber Jake Zam. Jake Zam. Z A L M. Zam. Zam. So he's given us Zam of his money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks for Zam of your money, Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep thinking it's like I keep thinking of Billy Zane. Jakey Zam. Zam, I've never seen that before. What what sort of a life do you lead when, when you are definitely the last person? Yeah. In There's the not too book. many Z last names, are there? Yeah, in the phone book, in um, <laughs> roll call, you know, everything, <laughs> Z. What kind of life? <laughs> Write into us yeah. and tell us how you think that has affected your life. Yeah, tell us the difference between you and your mate Jake Young. You know, just being one letter down in, yeah. the, in, in, the, in the alphabet. But honestly, it would affect you in some way to have a last name with the letter Z at the start of it. Mm. I really do think that. Yeah. I think that's... Um, it's interesting. I like any name that kind of stands that stands out. Mm. Has I'm a just, bit of pizzazz I'm, to it. I just never heard that name before. I don't even know what, what ethnicity it would be. Yeah, I don't care to speculate. Z, I mean, Z I always associate with the Polish for some reason. Okay. They, they like a, a good, um, uh, you know, as some people would say, a bit of a, a scrabble frenzy on the, on their name. Oh, uh, yes. Got a, like a Z, but then a B straight yep, after it. The Polish yep. love that. ZB. I don't know how you pronounce that. Z- Z- yeah. Is it, there's, there's not enough room. Maybe. Mm. Anyway. Thanks, Jakey. Thanks, Jake. All right. Here's, here's someone... One of the few Patreon subscribers that seem like they have a sound effect in their last name. Um, thank you to Rodney Boy. <laughs> thank you to Josh Papow. Oh, nice. Oh, so it's like I just realised it's like Shane Bourne has given birth to this guy. <laughs> it's Shane ba- It's Shane Bourne crossed with fifties Adam West Batman. Yeah, yeah. Papow. Yeah. Th- thanks so much for your money, there, Josh Papow. <laughs> Thank God your money's in here. <laughs> oh, we've just said goodbye to Dave Thorne. It's a shame we didn't have him in here for this ad. Oh, yeah. Wow. How? How? Just pow. 
Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Nothing more needs to be no, said. I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's everything that needs to be said with, with that. Um, and now Number you, two. We've got, a, we've got a fair bit to play with, with these names. Like, okay. you know, it's been quite a fruitful bunch of names okay. this week. And these mm-hmm. are randomly taken names, but... Um, this guy did message me. He was one of the the, the fine young people mm-hmm. that remind me to say, <laughs> to put, do my, your job. put my name on. Yep. I've subscribed for a few months. Put my name on. P.S. You got plenty to work with. So okay. here we go. Yes. Thank you to Patreon subscriber Sam Silcock. <laughs> Anything? Um, Sam rhymes with spam. I think yeah, I guess that's spam, funny. Ham, ham. Um, God damn, Sam. Sil, Sil, mm. Sylvia Plath. Oh, you idiot! You fucking stitch him up there. Silver, not gold. He would have copped that Sylvia Plath thing in, in primary school. He yeah. would have copped that from a young yeah. age. Oh, and cock the thing that gets real hard and then slides in <laughs> and out of a pussy. <laughs> Or, or butthole. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2017. It's 2017. There's, there's, someone's finally invented anal or sex. Or mouth. Yeah. Or <laughs> another second butthole. <laughs> Some people have them. Inside the tip of another one. Yeah. Um, inside a cushion on the couch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Inside an animal. Yeah. Hey, people are into it. Yeah. How many people that listen to the show do you think fuck animals? That's a good – it'd have to have been one, surely. Statistically, this is it. I mean – we say this a lot, but I get worried because the more that numbers go up, the more listeners that you have. I mean, it's good. You, yeah. Growth is good. Yeah. You want as many people to be listening to the show as possible. Yeah. But then at a certain point, the numbers are against you and you go, there must be some really fucked up people in the mix here. You know what? Let's. You know what we should do? Let's do a dumb dumb. <laughs> Fuck a pig? <laughs> you know, <laughs> straight after that, let's wipe ourselves down and do this. Let's do a dum-dum census. Oh, that's good. Where we, yes. we send it out and we don't go, you know, where do you live? Yeah. How old are you? Yeah. How you old were you house? when you lost your virginity? Yeah, it's all questions have like... Have you tried anal? Have you, yeah, have <laughs> no, you tried just, anal? It's, that's the only question on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Big box in the middle. Have you tried anal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> where? Have you done anal outside or inside? No, wait. Save that for save that for the next oh, the, the next, next one. four years time. Right. No, but this is this is the sort of thing I, I would put in. Have you killed someone? Yes. Okay. Have you been in jail? Yeah. Okay. Um, have you done anal? Have you? Um, yeah. Fucked an <laughs> Probably animal. Probably related those to the question sure. before that. But that would make it even more interesting if there was a yes and a no. It is good. It'd be good to get a bit because we don't really know anything. I mean, like you're saying, Facebook. We can look out like yeah. re- where people are from. You can sort of look through their photos and go, okay, this is the kind of stuff they do. But I really want to get. And also, social media only accounts for like statistically out of the actual number of people that listen to this, a yeah. very small kind yes. of slice of the pie. Yeah. But it wouldn't it be interesting to find out if we've if we have listeners that have killed someone mm. or just have been in jail? Yeah, I think that's interesting. Enough. Yeah, I dare say definitely, yeah, definitely. Have to. Not maybe not killed someone, but definitely been in jail. Yeah, would you? Can you listen to podcasts in jail? I doubt it because you're not allowed internet, right? Are you? I, de- I don't think so. Oh, they'd have I'm to be sure you're not. You maybe like, like in one of the maybe if you commit some cool white collar crime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, surely in surely in jails now you have computers and. Uh, internet to some degree, not if you've mm. you know done real bad stuff, but surely, like you said, white collar, you go in there for tax fraud, you go in yeah. there for I don't know. Well, so hey, this is the sort of thing we can find out from our listeners. Yeah, maybe maybe there's been people in jail who've gotten into this show while they're in there, but they don't have internet in there. They get like a podcast conjugal visit, yes. where someone just goes and brings them a, an iPod with one episode of this on it, or someone who has been selling cigarettes off 
and then someone's gone, I'll give you a couple of podcasts for a cigarette. Yeah. And they've gone, I don't know what the fuck that is, but okay, I'll try it once. Or someone on the outside baking this podcast into a cake. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or someone bending over in the shower to pick up their podcast <laughs> and getting savagely bummed. Copping a podcast in the side. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's getting getting a real Patreoning up the backside. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How do we have... Silcock to play with, and we got that far off. Yeah, mm. we got to we got to prison. Yeah, <laughs> prison, prison podcast. Uh, okay, should well, we do a live podcast in a prison like Johnny Cash in San oh, Quentin? Not bad. Wouldn't that be yeah. the worst? <laughs> San Quentin. <laughs> uh, okay, let's one more last um, one. Oh, we got time for one more. We got one more. Fifth one. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Well, it's just uh, like I said, we had a lot to play with with the names this week. It's a shame that we've um, ended on a bit of a plain one. I guess oh, after okay, we. Really? Built up. After Silcock and... Yeah, Silcock and yeah. Pow and even Zahm. Zahm yeah. was interesting. And, and then, of course, Steffi, who we personally know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, right. Um, oh, bit of, it's a shame. A, You'd sort of think end on the best one, but... Yeah, well, usually, if, I mean... But I guess it's a bit like, remember the Letterman Top Tens where <laughs> number one would not always be the best one. It would yeah, just yeah, be the, yeah. the out. The, yeah. yeah so this just, is the out. Yeah, this is just the out. Okay. This is just the... Um, so you, we don't have to, get, to go on too much about this one. It's just, just the out. We just get out on this one, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, thank you to should I should I break down the name first name last name or just just say uh, it? look uh, you're looking at it whatever right. you think is best way to read it out okay all right uh, the fifth patron subscriber this week thank you to patron subscriber sperm dude first name sperm last name dude yeah all right so little dum dum club dot com <laughs> yeah thanks for thanks for chipping in sperm. Uh, You're right. That is remarkably like the Letterman Top Ten, <laughs> where the number one isn't. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the best. Yeah, it's just. It's just. But your, you said it. You're natural out. But you know. I mean, is that a natural out? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, in terms of what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, it is just, kind of a natural out, if well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I I don't think you wouldn't start with sperm, dude. I just feel like you know what more is there to say that than sperm, dude, has put in ten bucks. You know? Yeah. What I mean, what, why? What would you? I mean, you can have a crack if you like, but no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not questioning you at all. I just, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. You're right. What more do you say? It's mm. all there in the title. Yeah, do, I mean, dude is I again like Papow. I've never heard that as a surname, mm. but uh, you know, it takes all types. And we, uh, yeah. you know, I wonder if sperm dude's ever been in jail. And hey, we'll, you know, here at the little Dum Dum Club, we take on all comers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you if if you want to chuck into our Patreon, uh, come along, come along and 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 be part of it. Definitely, definitely come. I mean, in this case, you know, ask the host, and in and in this case, I assume our listeners very white. We're very yeah. very white here yeah. on this podcast yeah. most of the time. I think this podcast is all white. You're right. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, and it is a lot of people have said it is a jizztastic <laughs> podcast that we do do. Sperm sperm dude sounds to me like he'd be a jack of all trades. <laughs> Um, Certainly handy around the house. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. Um, I think sperm dude uh, uh, would. Um, you know, it's it's actually it's actually a dream for him to uh, yes. to chuck money in. Uh, is his 
is his name? Does his name? It doesn't really. Is it clear what he does, or is it a little murky, a little yeah. cloudy? It's it's a dream. It's a it's a dream for him to chuck money in it as a, a, a damp a damp on it. Though. Boy, we're enjoying this. I mean, we're really just lapping up this, aren't we? We are just we are just gobbling this up. Well, I mean, some people will question the name and say it is a little bit hard to swallow that that is someone's actual name. But believe me, it is true. It is absolutely true. Some people will probably spit spit out at this point and go, no, that's not a real name. <laughs> Some people probably prefer this name to be splashed across their pits. <laughs> <laughs> and again, a, a, a fond welcome to anyone who's a, a fan of the author John Safran, who's read his books, who's watched his insightful television programs and joining us for the first time. Or just racists that are looking for <laughs> something to have on him. But um, but let me tell you, sperm dude, we'll be using your ten bucks to go out and buy ourselves a nice big cream pie for us both to eat. So um, it, it's money well spent, Mister Dude. Thanks so much for your continued support. Oh, I just I don't know. I feel like I've got to I've got to vet these names a bit more. It's been nice to have a bit of protection at the moment. You right. Know, I've, I've suddenly. <laughs> It's a it's a real humdinger of a uh, of a name. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean. Uh, I, I just feel like I don't know. You feel a bit weird that I've inserted this uh, this one at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right up the end. Yeah, you've inserted. <laughs> <laughs> My head hurts. <laughs> I'm trying to work out going bareback in the one, but it's just, <laughs> I just. I was trying to put together something about us riding a horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, sperm. Let's let's uh let's scrunch this up like a tissue and <laughs> throw it in throw it away. Throw it into the bin. Yep. Uh okay. Thanks. Thanks for everyone who chips in on the Patreon. Uh the GoFundMe for the Kosamui International Podcast Festival and all this stuff. Littledumdumclub.com. You can also buy our t-shirts that are helping to support the trip. They Please, look great. Get, the get t- one of them. Get the t-shirts. Tommy can see the box of t-shirts that we mm-hmm. still have uh as as we're speaking. There is a the you know what? The singlets are going a little bit quicker than the shirts. Interesting. Uh, and it is it's you know, it's basically winter here in mm. uh, the southern hemisphere. So that's how popular they are. People are buying singlets and they don't even need them yet. Yeah. So hey guys, warm up those poor little shoulders of yours and get mm-hmm. a t-shirt as well. Um, especially because with a week to go, I'm a bit scared we're going to get stuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right guys, yeah, littledumdumclub.com for all that information. Enjoy this week's episode with Dave Thornton and John Safran. <laughs> Hey, mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and sitting next to me is the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Now, people will have heard this on the show last week, but I met your parents yes. in your hometown. Yep. And I didn't say this on the episode, but we were in your childhood bedroom, mm. and uh, which is now a spare room. Yep. And there's a there's like a pink doona cover on your bed that's got little little... Little flowers on it and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm just mucking around in front of your mum, and I go, "Oh yeah, they've still left the same, still left the same doona cover on from when you're in here, have they, mate? Yeah." And your mum turns to me and she goes, "I oh, don't be mean," <laughs> and I just wanted to say, "How about a bit more of that?" Thirty years ago, probably would have done, probably would have done the trick, I reckon. <laughs> Get him 
getting wrung out for being too mean yeah. by the mother of Carl. Like, Jesus Christ. See, I'm not like that around her. <laughs> she, she thinks I'm, I'm just a, a beautiful baby little boy. I feel like I, it was a real missed opportunity to really get to the bottom of what's going on here. Like I wanted, I, was trying to, I wanted to try and get you out of the room so I could have her alone and go, now you tell me what you think parenting is. Because no, I have a lot of questions. She's lovely. Yeah, I don't, she I, I'm she's not really sh- nice. I'm not quite sure what happened with me. But it wasn't her fault. <laughs> uh, well, two great guests today. First of all, uh, you know him from Fox FM Breakfast. It's our old pal, Dave Thornton. Hey, thanks for tagging me in because I was like a horse in the stalls hey, with yeah, that I anecdote. I was trying to jump in hardcore. I now know why you left Maryborough at a very young age. You couldn't keep up that facade for that long. <laughs> I was like, this is 17 and a half. I was like, oh, i got to be a cunt. I've got to get out of here. <laughs> like for soon. Is about to erupt. <laughs> yeah, it's like he met someone in the street and they just went, I went down to Melbourne. You can be whatever you want down there. <laughs> yeah. You can be gay, you can be an activist, you can be a total cunt. Wait, wait, what was that last one? <laughs> I mean, to me, I'd see like, like Macaulay Culkin in The Good Son. You're flying a kite at night doing all that weird <laughs> stuff that she can't see. Whispering to yourself, get a dickhead, get a dickhead, and just trying to get out. Yeah. Well, just, also, just waiting for podcasting to be invented. <laughs> also on the show today, speaking to the centre of getting to the bottom of what makes people th- what they are and <laughs> get, just examining real monsters and holding them up to a spotlight uh, the author of the new book Depends What You Mean by Extremists it's John Safran hey. thank, you. thank you for having me on yes uh, great to have you back it feels like we at the moment we kind of we kind of really only get you in here when you've got a, a, a book out so oh, that seems like aggressive like, <laughs> I, I want like you to write I, more books so we like can have I, you on the show oh more. yeah I saw what you mean I thought it was like you were making out I was like an, an a-hole like <laughs> no uh, Carl no no <laughs> And, and like I only came here with for a very calculated, cold-blooded, cynical reason. No, I'd not at all. I'd come in. I'd come in whenever you'd want. Oh, oh great. Good that's, to know. That's, yeah, good. All right, you'll get the call next week. Yeah. You don't know what doors you've opened now, <laughs> yeah, John. Yeah. I get texts three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cody's hungover again. Can yep. you come through? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, thanks for doing it because we did uh, – We it's not often we do this, but we have to, had to go through your publicist. To, to book it all in. So. Oh, really? Are yeah. you like, oh, so is there a bit of also that extra hostility as well? Like, a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> That's not my fault. I can't do like side, you know what I mean? Like, I get, I'll get in trouble from Penguin Books if I, I sort of like on the sly do yeah, anything. Yeah, you know? totally. And I know, I know how it all works so like with bu- book publicity because they've got to claim X amount of sort of points. It's like a, it's like a frequent flyer system or something like that oh, where yeah. every, every bit of media they get, they get to collect it and sort of put on their little list and go, look what I got for you. Look, a little look. gold star on the fridge. So, yeah, so we're a little gold star. Ah, like, awesome. Well, in hang a on way, a second. You're classified as media. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. In the, in the net gain of media, <laughs> exactly. you may be a loss. Exactly. So when they present it back to you at some stage or to your management or whatever it is, it's like, yeah, you, A, is this really a legitimate form of media? And B... We came to you. You didn't get this publicist, <laughs> all right? And and while we're on the publicist thing, we, we were we were told that we were going to get a, a free copy sent to us so oh, we'd yeah. know what we're talking about and all that. Yeah, didn't get it. So <laughs> the, like, none of this is John's fault, by the way. No, I'm it's just like, bringing it up. It just seems like a shame that all I did was like go out and write a book, but now it's like I'm invented as like the out of touch like Hollywood type in my yeah. ivory tower. Yeah. <laughs> One of the host squeals you with about my not penguin <laughs> cab charges. One of the host squeals you about not writing enough books. Yeah. The other host squeals you about your choice of publicist in the whole matter. No, I'm used to this gotcha because yesterday I was on Jewish community radio. Oh, nice. On on there's this really right wing show, like really right wing. And they wanted to talk about my books. I went on and then in the middle of it, 
like they, I got a gotcha, like one of the people I write about in the books rang up. Oh. Yeah, and uh, he, was, he just like put straight on air to kind of like com- <coughs> complain about the book. Right. And so it was because he, he, he's also very right wing and just thought, you know, just, just broadly, you know, just. So what's the complaint? What was the complaint? Oh, there was you? a bit of like I don't. I think there was a bit of professional wrestling about it, where he wanted his didn't voice. get his free copy in the mail. No, or? no, no. He no. wanted to be on the radio and sound outrage. Right, right. So you say it was a gotcha call. So this guy who's in the book, what he was calling up, pretending to be like an Indian restaurant or something. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. He pretended like <laughs> pretending to be offended by my presentation of him in the right. book. Well, I started reading the book and last time we had you on the show when you'd written a book, I was halfway through the book that you'd written then yeah. and you, over the course of us talking about it on the podcast, spoiled the end of the book. For oh, me. yeah. Okay. So Sorry. I'm treading very carefully here. But so far I have noticed there's a lot of like it's, – it's, so it's all about you going and meeting these <laughs> extremists and like UPF people and yeah. kind of both sides of the, of the argument and everything. And you're quite often you're kind of presenting what people have said to you but then, you know, you're kind of inserting – you know, a bit of your own commentary and your own kind of thoughts about them into it. Yep. Do you worry about them then reading it and being like, this guy's just st- – because there's so many people in this book mm. and I would worry that you put it out and then you must feel like now there's this laundry list of people that are just going to come and knock and crack the shits at you. Yeah, I, I kind of thought everyone would have a better sense of humour about it. <laughs> As it turns out, the far-right United Patriots front who wants a white Australia and sort of has issues with Jews, like somehow has a problem with some of the aspects of this book. How, right. how, many, how many famous racist comedians are there? They don't have a, a rich history. I mean, maybe you can tell me off air. <laughs> oh, what about Kramer? Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Michael Richards, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, there's one. All right. So we're you're saying all those people, what do the, what do the UPF have to say about your publicist in <laughs> the publisher? <laughs> the and, and look, I would say that maybe it's just a very canny publicist trick because it has meant that we've both gone out and bought our own copies yes, ah, yes. rather than so. get, waiting for the free one in the mail. So I've raced out down to, to readings in Hawthorne this morning oh, shout and, out. and gone through 90 <laughs> pages this morning oh, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, so well have you really read 90 pages this morning? Yeah. You haven't taken any of that in. No, I have. I've What's the name of the main guy in the book? John. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. It, it's John, isn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because I went and bought it uh, at a bookstore in the city and the, the woman who sold it to me was telling me that the cover of it is you kind of on one side of the book and you're kind of half your face is cut off. And she said, uh, oh, originally on the cover it was going to be he was on his, his face was cut off, he was on the left side. But ah. then at the last minute they ended up changing it so that his, his face is on the right-hand side of the book. And I go, how do you know this? And she goes, John came in here and was telling me this. <laughs> and I go, oh, did he do like a talk in here or a, or a book launch or something? And she goes, no, he was just in here just talking about the book. Yeah. You go <laughs> so around you're just going bookshop. door to door. Yeah, drumming up business. No, it's good. <laughs> but do you know why there was two covers? Is because there was one taken in the middle of the journey mm. where I was like, I'd been eating... I hadn't been eating healthily, mm-hmm. you know, and been drinking beers. With I'm not, I'm not blaming it on all the far right and their <laughs> beer drinking ways. <laughs> but so that photo was a bit, you know, it was quite puffy, you know. So then by the end of it, because that, uh, and this doesn't really end it, but I, I start going to this uh, Israeli martial arts place at the end of the book and then through that. Oh, I'm, another spoiler. Because <laughs> I'm interviewing the dude and then through that I lost some weight. Mm-hmm. So then I said to Penguin, I go, listen, it's just, 
you got to let me. You can't put the puffy face picture on. <laughs> you got to let me with my new svelte face go on the front. Oh, interesting. So, do you just have a different story about the cover for every bookstore that you're going to door to door? No, no, no. That's the truth. Okay, right. So you I can, find that interesting because you know, in the tip, if you look at the picture of you on the book, you can't really tell how much you weigh. There's about yeah, a quarter my, of your face. On oh, there. yeah, but the other one was no. If, if I showed you the other one, oh, you'd right. be on my side. Oh, because 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 in this <laughs> in the new one, you've got your like your head up, your chin up. So if there was going to be a double chin. You wouldn't be able to see it. So yeah, you, yeah. You've actually you, you you're sort of doing a duck face. On a, <laughs> this, did you take that yourself? Is that a selfie? No, but it is. My friend took it. It's like outside the the front of my flats. So the other one was actually taken outside this pub in Bendigo after one of the far right rallies. Right, right. So that was in situ, but very close to Maribor, near my mum. Yep. And I, I, that, I live I in Mer- I drop into your Maribor. bedroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, Why are you so keen to tie your family <laughs> to the UPF? <laughs> I just know Bendigo pretty well. well like, when, when, when you were talking about Bendigo in the book, I, like you, you're coming down being chased by racists or whatever, I was like, oh, yeah, I know that street. <laughs> well, it sounds like your mum could have straightened them up anyway. Why are you all being so mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> down the straight and narrow. But I guess you don't want to look like pudgy, especially on the front cover, to look like, hey... I think he really enjoys hanging out with extremists. I think <laughs> yeah. they won him over, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, they're giving him a good feed. He's so, sorry, the, the first train. photo, you're in Bendigo. Yeah, and it, the photo was actually, there was this Sean-headed chap hovering behind me. Like, I took a selfie and it was like one of those lucky situations where there's a skinhead hovering behind you, oh, lurking. Great. And so that was it. But then Penguin said, oh, the skinhead's too scary, so they stripped him out and then it was just like my <laughs> puffy face. <laughs> so out of context. So there was more sulky. I sulked so much about their cover, like where I was going, can I put my thinner face on? Maybe that way and, okay. you finally, and you got your way. Yeah, I threw sulking. Is that is that a bit of book number two clout where it yeah. was like, you know, book number one, they'd be like, you know, you're, you're an unproven entity in the yes. publishing world. You know, what we say goes. Yeah, no, it was... It was a lot of sulking because you've done that other trick too. Like the first book you did, there's no photo of you on the cover. Yeah, this time they had a reason for that. I know you, I, I don't know, too I, scary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know why they put me on this one. I was happy with either or whatever. There, there was actually a picture of this cool, not this cool dude, this uncool dude, but he's wearing this. Australian flag, kind of like he's almost like he's in the Blue Man Group or something. Yeah, right. And he's wearing, like, what do you call it? Like, what, what leotard kind of material? Oh, those things that go all over your your, your whole body. Yeah, and it's like the yeah, Australian yeah. flag. I, I thought that was going to be that, that a morph cool, suit. I think morph suit. That's yeah, yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I I I pitched that like that dude or whatever, but they said no, no, you have to be on the cover. Right. So I want to ask this, John, because is it Murder in Mississippi? That was the last book, yeah. wasn't it? Now with both books going through the publisher. Is there like, is there like, you're putting yourself in danger. Mm. Is there a fund or like, because no doubt they would give you, what do they call it, a forward for writing a book. They give yeah. you money. But How much is, is there, that, is there, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> but is there danger money? Is there money where they're like, you're putting yourself in an extreme situation. Are you taking that yourself or there's a publisher like, you know what, we'll sling you a couple of hundred if you snap your back in some kind of a situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah I generally like, I, I don't tell them all that I'm going to be up to. You know what I mean? I try to – because right. it's just going to start problems. You know, if I say what – it's that, you know, uh, forgiveness is easier than – Beg for yeah. forgiveness. Yeah. Oh, no, like they knew what the book was about. I was going to turn up to rallies. But, like, I definitely didn't, like, say, oh, and then I'm going to 
go to the after party <laughs> with yeah. the neo-Nazis. Or you, like, did, like, you didn't yeah. say, I'm going to go to Bendigo. They yeah. were going, oh, fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. hell. <laughs> yeah, there's not like a Monday morning working progress meeting where I yeah, kind yeah. of like turn up and tell them. But there would be a little bit of that, surely, wouldn't there? Because it, generally editors hit you up and go, how's it going, John? Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. But you just sort of like send it in and um, just, you know, they don't ask too many questions. Right. And, yeah, what right. I've just realised is my question reflects the environment I work in commercial radio where they're like, yeah, you get in that rally and if you get hit in the face, that is great gear. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't want you to go deeper and I've realised that there are businesses out there that protect the people that work for them. Yeah, yeah you should turn this book into a commercial radio show. <laughs> yeah. That'd be something. Yeah, get all these guys on the air, start pranking them. Well, oh, what, Jono and the extremists coming <laughs> yeah, out yeah, in the morning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, so you're, you're – like, it's interesting to think about, like, I was thinking this last night as I was reading it, like, if this – if the, like, this book, this subject matter that you're covering, if this was, like, maybe, I guess, what, like, 10 years ago uh, when, you know, your, your – what you were doing in your career was, like, making these TV series where you would, like, go – like, you would, in, you would kind of really throw yourself into whatever you were talking about. Um, do you think, like – like, I think it would be interesting to see, like, the alternate reality where you're still doing that stuff and you doing kind of, like, race relations and John Safran versus God-style gear about these about these people. Do you think that's something that you would have done back then or...? Oh, yeah, back then I would have done it. I, I, I think... I, I've, I feel like I have to keep moving because, like, things catch up to you and, like... like so, so when I did that stuff back then... Just seemed like really wild, and yeah. but now every kid's got a smartphone and he's over in Syria hanging out with the Kurds, <laughs> shooting, shooting a documentary oh. for Vice. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that's what they do schoolies yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was something cool with a book. You can kind of go in deeper because, in some ways, like, and because. It's easy to kind of convince people to let you hang out with them. Like you just have a little dictaphone and you just say, oh, yeah. I'm doing a book and stuff like that. Like you don't have to pitch to them. Like, yeah, you oh, don't have to get a film crew together and yeah, you go yeah. in in a full hijab and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. and, I, and you, you, you can be on your own, cause it just which is kind of cool. Like you can decide to kind of like sleep in the park. <laughs> like, oh, it's so late here in Bendigo, I might as well sleep in the park. And then sort of, you know, and you can write about that in the book or whatever. Uh, by the way, that was that's not in the book. Oh, if anyone, if say, everyone's yeah. reading that, you know, like when you you see a film and there was something in the trailer that wasn't in the thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was because I'm up to the Bendigo bit now, yeah. and I'm like, hang on, did I just speed read through the sleep bit? Because that <laughs> that sounds cool. No, it's just and yeah, and you can just it's just yeah, it seems like more fun. Like you can sneak around more. Right. Is there the points way. though? Like, and I ask this same question when I talk to people who are psychologists or whatnot. I know you're doing this, and like, you know, you find that interesting. But is there times you go home going, "I'm just really sad about this"? Like, oh yeah, I got I got really paranoid fat? and fat. <laughs> <laughs> I got really paranoid and fat by the end of it, or by the middle of it. And yeah, it, it is quite depressing unless you're writing a comedy book. I remember because at the first rally I went to, and this. Uh, person, this one of the people from the far right screams out, what is he screaming He goes, he goes, turn on the gas or something at me <laughs> as I walk by. And so I write it in this article and, and got, got published on, a, on news.com and then I thought it was funny. Like I wrote in this funny article but then like people started responding like this Muslim woman said, tweeted me, go, oh, I'm really sorry you had to put up with that and the guy from the... You know, uh, the guy from the anti-discrimination blah or whatever, he contacted and I go, oh, that's right. It's only funny if someone does that to me for, yeah, you know, yeah. my comedy shtick. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, like it actually for in any other context, 
Like it's so awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you yeah. didn't have the safety blanket of being a, a rider and being able to turn it into something. Yeah, yeah, it'd, it'd be, be like yeah, it'd be yeah. If I was like just yeah, like an accountant or but something. That's like us. And the, <laughs> yeah. It's like us and the abuse that we cop through this. Yeah, yeah. If we weren't able to spin it into something every week. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, be exactly. Depressed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally, totally. If we didn't and you have definitely, an outlet. you definitely don't know what to do about like the threats that you get online. Like, what do you do? Like, it's hard to know what to make so of that's it. So that's a all. that's a common thing so far in the in the book in the bit that I'm up to where you're you're going to these rallies and then you're looking on message boards and stuff and peep and the people there are, are recognizing you yeah and going, which you seem doing? quite happy about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've just been at the rally the google alerts going yeah, on yeah, yeah. spotted john saffron at the racist rally well, have, you got, have you got a headshot so you want yeah. some of these guys i'll sign them for you yeah in, yeah in the one nation confidential you are you're, you're getting a lot of appearances yeah i made it to the are you up to the bit where i'm the catch the fire ministries put me on their newsletter, like I'm, that I've converted to. I'm up to the. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. That like I've I've accepted Jesus. And yes, stuff. yeah, yes. Because you sort of cursory at the end of it go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever you want me to say, I'm just going to go out now. And then they've <laughs> quoted you as going, we got him, we got him. <laughs> yeah, you're in. I'm only up to the bit where you've just won your first Quidditch match, but um, <laughs> you, like it is, like I think in going back to like the thing of you and like uh, you know the 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 TV shows sort of style that you used to do. Do you think it like if you wanted to do, if you were to do something like that now, I, do you think it would be way harder because you're a lot more recognisable and also the way that people, like you were saying, people can snap a photo of you and you know the kind of the whole thing of what you're doing is given up before you. In a way, you're just like Borat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I reckon. Oh, I, I, I just reckon I wouldn't get away with. Uh, you know, that prank element, possibly. Mm. Yeah, because I remember even when you did John Safran versus. God no, the one where you where you cru- when you crucified yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember like <laughs> at the time seeing it seeing it come up. Well, not crucify yourself, but you, yeah. you got crucified. Yeah, that'd uh, just be stupid. I wouldn't do anything <laughs> stupid like that. <laughs> but I remember at the t- like as you got it done, like seeing stuff on a couple of websites. Like oh, someone yeah. had gotten photos, and, it, and even back then, it kind of started to leak a little bit before the show had come out. So by the time you got to that episode of the show, it was more just confirming something that I think a lot of people kind of knew had happened in some context already. Like, yeah, yeah. No, you definitely like when I. I first started you could do things like assume people wouldn't even google you or whatever like mm. you could kind of and especially with overseas things but then it just changed and it, you just had to like accept that um like, yeah before one of the shows we, we did like a takedown of or anything of mine on youtube or whatever like that right. was going to help or just in case someone goes but the, like it's lost now it's like you like it's a lost, it's a lost cause. Like it's it, like Sasha Baron Cohen. You got to reinvent yourself and make yeah. up a new character for yourself. Get rid of John Saffron. Yeah. Put a wig on. Put some sort of <laughs> fake moustache on. Be gay. Something like that. Yeah. And then go out and do your work again. I, I try to leverage it in this book, like where I try to, like where people recognise it because everyone's like radical and stuff. And then them, there seems to be something funny about them, like like talking about little things in like you know race relations and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I like the thing with the Eurasians and stuff. Yeah, Says yeah. the Australian. An ISIS supporter. <laughs> <laughs> but man, yeah. I love it. You were the rarest of all Pokemons. Like you've actually willingly took stuff off YouTube. Like there'd be plenty of open markers that should do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not litter the place with the crud that you put out. Yeah, it's I amazing. have videos of me that other people have on their accounts of stand-up that I'm like, can we get that down? Like yeah. it was a very long time ago and it's not a very good clip. Actually, and I know this is just getting off the topic a little bit, but remember because like, we did the studio way a Channel 31 show and at one stage I was trying to get the clips off and I copped a lot of crap from the guys who'd put it up. Like, oh, do can you just take that off because it's been close to like seven years and, you know, it was it's pretty lo-fi. It's just if people – I don't want to coming up. 
Well, la dee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have a look. The prince has swanned in. What else would you like? Your I, majesty. I reckon. Like, Mate, you can see the boom dropping on my head as I'm yeah. interviewing a tram driver. Yeah. Like, there's a clip of Nick Cody in blackface. Can we get this on, please? <laughs> there's, there's, I reckon there was literally about a week in between us going, how come you can't upload any of these Studio A clips to then... Can you get rid of all the Studio A clips <laughs> that you've put up? Because remember they would put up like 21-minute straight clips of us just yeah. going through the show when you're like, no one watches it for that long. And it was just a heinous thing of even I think they'd kept the ads in from Channel 31 yeah, yeah. on yeah. the clip and they hadn't edited it or anything. I feel like yeah. you were on that show, John. That's where the three of us kind of all got to know each other. Studio A, Channel 31, community yeah. TV show about... You get roped into all that monitors. sort of crap though, surely. <laughs> no, I like all that. No, I, I was on 31. I, I, I was on Rove's show when he was on Channel oh, wow. 31. Oh, really? Well, we were the right-wing conservative show on <laughs> 31. So that's how we all started. We were the alt-rove. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just, uh, there's a bit that I've just read in the book where uh, Nazim Hussain, friend of the show Nazim Hussain, makes a brief appearance yes, in a cameo. conversation that you have with him. Yep. And it sort of got me thinking, I want to know what you're working on next because I got <laughs> jealous. I want us to be... <laughs> I want us to be inserted into the thread, into the narrative well, of whatever oh, you're working yeah, okay. on now. Yeah, well, you've so got the right know. attitude. There's lots of people who have your attitude. Like my dad, mm. like he's in the book and he's only upset because he's got his picture, his picture's not in the picture page oh, for various wow. reasons. Oh. <laughs> I can't get into the legal reasons why. We, my dad was standing with, next to someone who could no longer be in the picture section of the book. I can't get into it. <laughs> so, I thought it was because he actually eats a Monte Carlo in the book. I thought, yes. is that some sort of penguin Arnott's fight that's going on where yeah. they're not allowed to advertise any sort of wear from Arnott's? But the, no. Or is it yeah. because he thinks he looks fat in that photo? It's no, no, no. The other guy. So my dad's just was disappointed with that, like that he was taken out of the picture section. He's, <laughs> he's not at all disappointed that he's like in the book or whatever. Yeah, yeah lots of people are like that, like my dad or like you. It's like, yeah, that'd be cool to kind of get a cameo in the book. Yeah. Why can't everyone be like that? Yeah. Rather than so let sort us of know like when you're on the trail of your next thing that yeah. you're doing. Any, if, anywhere we can just sh- give us a tip off. We can <laughs> any, just show yeah, up any, there. If we need to shave our head, turn up at a rally or anything <laughs> like that, that'd be good. Because we were hit up the other day by Senator, friend of the show, Senator Sam Dastiari, mm. who said, who basically hit us up to say, can I be on the show again? Because I've got a book coming out. And don't worry, you guys are in it. So yeah. now we're like, fuck, what, what have we done? What, what, wow. Why are we going to be in the book? Well, how funny was it with Dastriari's just got into the news because he was going around Sydney rubbishing all these houses that were worth a million dollars and going, mm. they're not worth a million, what a bunch of dickheads. And I was a bit like, that's got a dumb, dumb touch to it. <laughs> <laughs> going around shitting on random people for no reason. And it was funny, out of the bubble of this podcast, like the general public went, that's really cruel. And yeah. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just feel out of this bubble. It may come across as such. Well, um, yeah, he's obsessed with he's obsessed with food that's very bad for you. He's pretty he's very in our wheelhouse. Yeah, Dastiari. I well, this is sort of ties up a few things that we're talking about with the um with, with the Bendigo trip and, and the contents of your book and even talking about Maribor early on. Um, we we did go to Maribor last week and I was talking to my mum. Uh, uh, so what I've done recently is I've unfriended my auntie on Facebook. <laughs> Because, be, well, good question. I'll field this one. Uh, because she shares a lot of anti-Muslim stuff on on her wall, ah, okay. and it's very and I and I'm very and uncomfortable that's your gear. Like why is she? <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable with it because she she's she's an older lady from Mer- who lives in Maryborough, population eight thousand people. There's what are you worried about? Well, like there's no one coming to bomb the two dollar shop in in Maribor. <laughs> 
Like, she's very, I, I would have to say she's never met anyone Muslim in her life and she's very anti-Muslim on Facebook. It's like, there's absolutely no... There's all this stuff, all these conspiracy theories about 9-11 that she puts on. And I went, no, nah, no more. I can't be associated with wow. this. So then I talked to my mum last week and she doesn't really, you know, she's got very, very, very vague ideas about what Facebook is because she's got obviously not on... She doesn't have the internet. She's never used the internet in her life. Um, and so she said to me, oh, yeah, I, I ran into your into your auntie at the supermarket last week and I went, oh, this will be good. <laughs> she goes, yeah. She, she said, you must be very busy because I, I can't see what he puts on Facebook anymore. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, no idea. Uh, like, I, well, I can't figure out whether she was trolling my mum or whether my mum has interpreted that wrong or how that works or whatever. And I said, you know that I've unfriended her on Facebook? And she went, yeah, I just played dumb. Yeah. And I was like... Well, is it really playing dumb when you don't understand what I'm talking about or not? So she, I think she's sort of putting in the vibes of she's, she's, she's letting me know that she knows through my mum, I think. But you know what I mean? Like I, I, but I can't sort of – it's a little bit creepy because I'm quite good friends with her son, with my cousin still. Oh, okay. So I'm just waiting so for it to get come, back. Yeah, it's all going to blow up. Mm. Sounds like I should be hanging out with your aunt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she can definitely be in the book. Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but did you draw your old school? There was just like a printout meme of anti-Muslims and she'd oh, go yeah. to your mum. <laughs> come, coming through in the mail, yeah, so yeah. just enjoy that. that, you, that you know what that'll be? That'll be the Christmas card or the birthday card that I get during the year. Instead of the old $2 note put in there, it'll just be like, fuck all Muslims, just strapped in there. Yeah. <laughs> the old $2 note. Yeah. <laughs> It's been, it's been 30 years, Jando. Well, my grandma still used to do that. Like, you know, at the start of the life, it would be like, oh, yeah, you get the $2 or the $5 and then it was still that at the end, you know, 20 years later. I'm like, thanks, Nan, but move on. You know, I can't really get anything with $2 anymore. Also, they're not in circulation anymore. Where did you get this from? Yeah, what's she sitting on? That is incredible. Well, John, yeah, we did go to – so we went to the town of Maryborough. Uh, last week on the show, we went down to try and track down – I don't know if you know the basketball player, Matthew Delavadova. He is a uh, – he's in the Cleveland Cavaliers. They won the NBA championship he was. last year. He was. Oh, he was. Uh, won the NBA championship last year. Big deal. He's from Carl's hometown. Yeah. We got a hot tip off that he was in town. So we drove down there and sort of recorded ourselves on the road. Like we attempted to track him down to interview him for the show. It was kind of our first foray into sort of – the investigative journalism realm. <laughs> of and John we, Saffron. Yeah, yeah we, we, totally. I, well, I kind of found myself it's wishing we were a bit more like you because we, his dad works at the real estate agent and we went in there to try and find out through them where he is and they just gave us a brick wall and oh, they wow. just, just like, no, we're not talking to you. And we just kind of – we just took it and, and left. Yeah, and geez. I wanted to – if we'd ever do this again, I wanted to get some advice. Like, what, you know, what would you have done in that situation? We, we, yeah, we certainly You're, didn't have your spirit. No, you definitely did the right thing by turning up. Like, Mm -hmm. the worst thing you can do is send an email because it's just people won't get back to you and and you don't know. Well, his management said that he wasn't in the country. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's. Is what your publicist said about you, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And the second thing, yeah, phone calls, not that good either. And just looking up, it's amazing how many people are just on like whitepages.com. Yes. Right. So you just, so people, there's like a bit in my book where I go to one of these far right leaders who's actually been like at the rally kind of dissing me mm-hmm. for being a, 
a, a lefty pinko or something. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so I just rock what up. What is there. a pinko, by the way? I think like pinko, like communists are communists. red or, some, or right. something. Right. Also, oh, instead of reds, it then turns into pink. Why, is, why does know. red turn into pink? I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, this is you're the interesting even, part of this. <laughs> you're not even full communist. Actually, I think communists are really good with the br- uh, breast cancer awareness. So they pink ribbon and whatnot. <laughs> Someone put the communists in the wash with a white, with a white <laughs> something and it turned out pink. <laughs> I love that left-wing propaganda cartoon show, Pinko and the Brain. That was yeah. my favourite growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all Pinkos need a brain, am I right, guys? <laughs> uh, sorry, go on. Yeah, so I just knocked on his door at night and he's like really flummoxed, like really impressed by my detective work. Like, how the hell did you track me down? I mm-hmm. can't believe this. And I said, I typed your name into whitepages.com. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so, so you definitely have to... Door knocking's much better. You should have gone door knocking around there, I reckon. Yeah, well, I mean, we were ju- I think we were just really taken aback by being at the place where his dad works and yeah. being told in so many words to fuck off. And I, I said in the car on the way back, I was like, I bet you, I bet you you're John Safran's and you Louis Theroux aren't standing for that. I mean, we, you would have barged out the back. You would have had some kind of yeah. had some kind of angle to get in there and get deeper to the story. Could, sorry, yeah, go could on. you get a bit... Get, get oh, sorry. Hot, get hot yeah, on that yeah. mic. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, you, you did the right thing and I, it, it is, it's just so hard. you just got to take – I guess you could have tried to make the story something else. Like you could have tracked down people who knew him or told the story about him. We did, we did do a bit of that but like it was just a bit uh, – I don't think we – weirdly enough, we didn't have enough arsehole in us to really go – like <laughs> to, to look up. We could have found his home address. Well, you drive down there, you sit for two and a half hours in a car and you go, we're going to get down there, we're not going to take no for an answer but when someone's in front of you going, I can't help you out, it's very hard to tap into that thing where you go – Fuck you, old man. Let us back there. Like, I don't know. Did you, have you always kind of been like, you know, have you always kind of had that street to you? Is that something I find it really really nerve wracking to do things like knock on people's doors. Yes, but I've usually got to the point of no return. So, like, a a, a feature story has been commissioned by The Good Weekend and, like, the editor, and they've, like, given me money to get a plane to Sydney and a hotel for a week or whatever. Oh, that's and great motivation. You yeah. just spend all the money first and then you <laughs> fucking And then you're it. like, I just feel like I just cannot not return. Did I put too, one too many knots? But I just feel like so much Your pressure. editor's not with you here. So. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like I just have to come back with something. So even with this book, there's so much of it would be me thinking about my editor at Penguin and like I just can't. I just have to. Yeah, yeah. I have to do it. It's too late now. Well, speaking of, um, uh, Tommy mentioned Louis through looking at your social media. So you've got a bit of a kinship because you you do a similar sort of a thing, and you can see that he he reads your books now or, or watches your shows and stuff. Have you? Did you meet him while he was out here? Yes, or? yes, yes. Yeah, right. I think I, I think that he met me during my fat stage. Of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, <laughs> I really felt... He's got the whole wrong idea about you. I know. I really felt when... Because I was waiting in that... Uh, this hotel in the city, in the in the lobby. I forget which one. What, in Collins Street. They were a real nice one. Oh, yeah. Not Doesn't matter. They're uh, not sponsoring this. No need to give them yeah. a point. Yeah. And I, I came down from the elevator. Came, I, I felt when he saw me... I had the beard too, so that was the ready one throw off. But I felt it was more like... Uh, yeah, that's not the body of John Safran versus God John. You, you, you think he was just watching that show going, oh, that guy's so slim. He is, yeah. this, this guy's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to meet the 
Eight kilo John Saffron. <laughs> oh, who the fuck is this 76 kilo guy? He's thinking when he gets back to the UK, he's going to get cracking on a new doco for the BBC about eating addiction. <laughs> now, John, when you eat a meat pie, would you say that it makes you feel extremely good? Oh, I did the voice. I did the voice. Because <laughs> mm. that, that is interesting. So you've got a bit of a, a relationship, obviously, because you I, – I don't think it's like a Jim's Mowing franchise going around the world. You, you probably don't have to ne- need to meet someone like that in every country, but you've got that relationship, obviously, because you do – something slightly similar yeah yeah um so you're a fan of his and he's he's a fan of yours which is really cool um is there sort of rules between you is there like now that he's done scientology that means you can't do it (laughs) (laughs) no i don't there's this other dude you know john ronson who's this writer and he's sort of got in the same wheelhouse and we've done the same thing and he hasn't he like we've gone to the same shakes you know like uh, oh right I, I think like the fatwa shake that I went to on versus God is someone he covered in his book right but oh. he was never bitter about I brought that up with him I just said because it I truly was <laughs> incidental I feel because it's it's like every town's got like their loud mouth yeah. who's like willing to say anything to the press so it, it was more like I I got the same shake as he did because. That's he's just the guy. He's the guy or yeah, whatever. Right. But I did bring it up with John Ronson because he was down here for a book festival and he said he's, he was like, nah, it's, it's cool. We're, oh, cool. Right. We're cool, man. You should be yeah. in a Facebook <laughs> chat group, just all of you guys, just, just <laughs> yeah. conferring, just making sure. But, yeah, like Scientology, like that, that surely that would be a big – there's a lot of meat on that one where you go, oh, I wouldn't have mind got, getting onto that one first. Yeah, I've tried Scientology a few – but it's, it's hard to get in the door and then – it becomes how interesting can you make not getting in the door? Yeah, like that, yeah. that's sometimes interesting. Yeah, I get, and I guess that's what he did with his movie as well where you, yeah. you see a lot of him creatively being told no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a bit of that because I watched it on a flight so I never got to see the end of it. So there was no catharsis for me. It's literally <laughs> him, like what you just said is him <laughs> going for an hour just, can I get through? No, okay. That's not really the movie's fault. Like you can't walk out towards the end and go, didn't care for the ending, didn't I'm wrap not complaining. I'm just saying there was none. Like is exactly what your point was. It yeah. was like for me the whole trajectory has just been he never got in and I yeah. left going... Right. Yeah. Did you, if you, there's a film called Tickled. Have you heard of yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. By that. Da- David Farrier, yeah. which is kind of in the same ballpark. I don't know. I just thought I'd give a hyperlink to your I, listeners. <laughs> I saw that at the film festival, and they do that guy gave a like gave a Q and A at yeah. the end of it. Yeah, and all the stuff that has happened at the end of the film, like since they made the film, is kind of as interesting, if not more interesting. I thought than some of the stuff that's in the film. Yeah, it's about this dude, and in New Zealand, he's just like uh, he he was like if Justin Bieber tours, he kind of does the little sit down interview with Justin Bieber. Right. So he's not like trying to be out there. He's or, like us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like glasses or whatever, and he's like you know he's a nice guy, but he's not like trying to kind of create waves or anything. And then he found found this story about professional tickling or something. So he just thought, oh, this will be a nice little kooky story. But so he sends out. An email to them, and straight away it gets all weird. Like they, they <laughs> all I want to do is talk about professional tickling. They take and they say, weird. like they, they send out like the first return email is like a legal threat plus uh, saying, uh, "Could you, we, could we, you, coo? Yeah, we've looked at your work, <laughs> and uh, listen, this professional tickling isn't something for homosexuals, and so don't think this is something like. Just because you're a homosexual, like, this is for you. So it was, like, legal threats plus weird, like, attack on him being gay straight away. So this, And the story just keeps on building and building to this 
Yeah, this professional tickling. Dave, can you close that door? Because there's a train <laughs> coming past my house for some reason. Oh, my gosh, it's a white supremacist float. They've just come by. <laughs> I've I can see I'm why here. you've decided to have the door open. I mean, it is a beautiful, warm Melbourne day. <laughs> there we go, much better. Yep. Yeah, so, and he ends up in America, like, down in warehouses where they film this. And it, it just gets, it's too strange to kind of articulate. But, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good film. I went to, yeah, the, the Q&A. How do you feel about going to a film or something with a Q&A in it? Because I just, I, I think people given the right to ask the creator of something, any question they want, always end up asking the worst questions. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I'm, I'm, no, Q and A's are okay. Okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> very diplomatic. Yeah, yeah, because you just like weirdo. So if any weirdo has a weird question, like, oh, there's something in that guy. All right. I had with my book the only Q and A because every because I've been going to like different bookshops and stuff like that and doing Q and A, and I only got one. Not it wasn't even hostile, but like pointed thing. Where someone said, "Well, what about women in the movement? What do you like?" And where where there was this sort of like this subtext that somehow I don't know. Michael. I have been told this story already by Dave O'Neill, who was oh, yeah. at the gig. Yeah, yeah. So I just I give long meandering answers, as you know. So I somehow said to her, "I started saying something, but then ended up saying something else." But I wasn't like I wasn't dodging it or whatever. It's just, I think it's just like my book just doesn't really address. Yeah, that or whatever, and then so then get to a question later, and and there's an, an other woman. She says, "Yes, my question is, you didn't answer <laughs> that first question." I'm like, "What's my book got to do?" It's like I, like now I'm part of some conspiracy where I'm trying to cover up something, but I didn't know what it was. So, but then I gave them a good answer that they were happy with because it ticked there because it was in Yarraville, so where yes. it's like lefty crowds. So I said, "Oh, the far right." they sometimes leverage, like, feminism to kind of cynically to kind of argue against Islam and that at one of their rallies they had a banner, the far right, where it's like... It was like a pro-woman banner saying... Um, Respect when I forget exactly what it was, but that does feel like a weird complaint for someone to put their hand up and go, There's not enough racist women in this book for my liking. (laughs) We can be racist as well. Yeah, (laughs) why didn't you just make up some racist women? (laughs) Make the book entirely racist women. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Um, so you're just mentioning him then, uh, Dave O'Neill. I'd love that to be the subject of your next book. Really get get deep in because you did breakfast radio with him on Triple R for many years. Yeah. I want to get to the centre of what's going on with that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, well, when I heard that it had been organised and he was hosting my Q&A for my book, I was, I was like, what's he going to do? He's like, you know, <laughs> like introducing, going, hey, guys, so, you know, so, like, so ISIS, they're like, they're like the Sunny Boys, right? <laughs> and they're all right, they're all right. They're like the pedal pop, right? And like, Richard, <laughs> that's good gear. That's gear. Yeah, no, it would have been like ISIS. Well, what high school they go to, right? And what nightclub did they go to? When they were 18. Yeah, John Safran, he's with those ISIS guys going over there and blowing up bombs on buses and stuff like that. <laughs> Get to the bottom of because yeah, this is a new this is my new favourite thing on this show. People who've known Dave O'Neill outing him on this show because Sean McAuliffe talked about him on this show about how he's Dave's you know like his whole shtick is like this working class comedian. Yeah, he, he's he's. 
He's stacked, right? He's rich. I want to know how much money Dave yeah. O'Neill has. Every night, every, every night, if he rings me most of the times that he has to drive to like West Wyalong to Wagga for some plumber's fucking Christmas party. And he'll ring me, oh yeah, just on the drive, seven hours to go out and do this part. It's like he is doing some sort of three to five grand gig every night. Yeah. He must be fucking loaded. Yeah, but invariably, because I get a couple of those phone calls as well where it's like he'll tell you what the price that someone got knocked back for. Yeah. Like someone went in and they went, we can't pay that. And then somehow he's gone, I'll do it for half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gonna be your follow up to that basketball player. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to find Dave O'Neill. Yes, <laughs> gonna be like Michael Moore style documentary where you're trying to bring him down, and probably about an hour in before the audience is kind of going. How when Michael Moore does it, it's like for a huge corporation. Yeah. <laughs> this just sounds like petty. Yeah, this is this is an Exxon Valdez. Yeah, yeah. This is earns more money. This is Hooker Real Estate. Yeah, and he's doing a corporate for three grand. That's that's the twist, though. We discover that Dave's earning more than any of the big corporations in this company. We got to. Down his accountant. Yeah, is there yeah. like accountant client privilege where they're not allowed to like tell you yeah. disclose what Dave's made? That'll be the first I hung one. out with his dad once, Phil, because I wanted to do a story on Freemasons. Oh, yeah, and yeah. His oh. Dad, and his dad was in the Freemasons, so I hung out with him one afternoon, like, and he, he took me to the hall, and you know, he was my, my way in or whatever. And yeah, and, and then as soon, as soon as we finished filming, it was only about a couple of days later that we got a call, not a call, a letter sent from like Freemason. Australia or whatever, like objecting to our filming and said, oh, listen, it, will tw- it was 20 minutes into the filming when we realised we were being saffraned. <laughs> <laughs> Until I read your little name tag. <laughs> oh, it's John Saffron. <laughs> my producer would have said something like, oh, no, he's serious now. Like, yeah, he's done some funny, but like his movie turned over a new leaf. <laughs> and now he wants to visit the Freemasons on, on a purely highbrow, you know. Is That's it, why you had to do documentary stuff up. You've turned over too many new leaves. Like, no one buys it anymore. Can oh. you please do that like Horatio? And CSI, you've been saffron. Because do they have any power anymore? Because that was the, <laughs> the old. Freemasons. Yeah, they've got a hospital. I've always wondered about that. That one in like East Melbourne, where it's like the Freemasons Hospital. I'm like, do they own? Like, that's you have powerful. to do that handshake on the way in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you've been in a car crash. <laughs> that's so true. I've lost both my hands. Well, shit one for you. The, the canteen down the bottom is just uh, supplied by the spaghetti tree down at Sikilda. <laughs> oh. Well, asking that because, you know, we're stand-up comedians where you've sometimes got a premise, like, this just won't work in a joke. Like, have you had that thing of your, like, you're finding the Freemasons and yeah. then you're like, there's... No, nah, it's not working. It's not working. Like, have you gone for a, like down and you just found it's a cul-de-sac? Have you gone? Yeah, to an oh, area? absolutely. Yeah, the, probably the Seventh Day Adventists. I tried to do something with them, but they just believe that you shouldn't challenge anything because God will work it out. Oh no, hang on. Sorry, no Jehovah's Witnesses. I mean, so you couldn't have. A fight or a conflict with them, like they don't vote because they think that's still trying to impact on the you, world. Or you whatever. can't track you, can, you can't track them down; they track you down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes the filming schedule very hard. <laughs> yeah, can you? Can, sorry, can you stop knocking on the door? Can you come back when I finish my shell? <laughs> <laughs> but I was in the car with them, and we got lost. And then they got the Melways out, and I said, "I said, listen, no, just let God work it out or whatever." And yeah, they, they looked. A bit grumpily at me, but, and that was the highlight of the filming. Yeah, no, sometimes it just doesn't work. Like, there's 
the wrong energy or something. So for them, it's there's it, just not, no friction coming back. Though. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, so it's usually like an energy thing rather than anything else, I guess. I felt bad when I was a kid growing up. We had um, uh, very, very hardcore Jehovah's Witnesses living next door to us. Uh, including they had a, a disabled sister in a granny flat out the back and they bought it a cat. Uh, bought, sorry, bought it a cat. They bought her a cat. <laughs> they bought her a cat, sorry. And and the cat kept coming next door. This is door. Chandler. What have you done to it? <laughs> the cat kept coming next door and we were kids and so we were like, oh, this cat's awesome, this little kitten, awesome. And so it just went, oh, they feed... Uh, they feed me much better than the Jehovah's Witness feed me. So it just started living with us. And so the the pe- the people had to come next door and went, yeah, look, you sort of stole our cat <laughs> and that we bought for our disabled sister in the granny flat. So, you, look. You might know her as it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, look, you can have the cat, all right? You can have the cat, but we're buying it another cat. (laughs) If you could just leave that cat alone as well, that'd be great and you can keep the first cat. Anyway, we got the second cat as well. So we now had two cats and then we moved away and we took both the cats. So. is wrong with you? <laughs> but you've sort of done the same thing. You were telling me you've done the same thing in this apartment because your neighbours have a cat that comes in all the time. Yeah. And there was a point where you were just de facto kind yeah. of owning this cat would be in your house all day and night. Yeah. We and lo- then you would just piss it off when it was time to get fed. Yeah, we lost the cat, by the way. Oh, really? So the other day there's, there's this great, beautiful cat that's next door that was coming in all the time and coming in and sleeping and whatever. But you, you know, this doesn't happen to most people. Like, <laughs> like, like this whole thing that you're trying to pass this off as like, you, you know, there was this beautiful cat next door, so it just came yeah. into the house. Yeah, you know what this, I always realised with Chandler, he's got this shade to him. You know, in movies, especially with politicians, there seems to be some southern politician who's got homespun yarns. Yes. For some reason, everyone's yes. like, I can read into that, but your parables have no point other than yeah. you're a bit of a shit bloke. You shouldn't be telling this on a podcast. You should be sitting on a porch sipping lemonade as you tell yeah. these stories. Well, that reminds me of a hound we used to have. You know, it's, it's like that story, but you get to the end, you just go, well, you're just a bit shit. Well, this person next door so the cat I've never seen such a mighty fine dumb cunt (laughs) (laughs) this cat so it's it's been it's been a month and we haven't seen the cat and we're like what's going on with this cat we're like every night we'd come home and and try and bring the cat inside and and all that stuff anyway we uh, the other day a couple of days ago we we saw the cat on the road and we're like oh it's Archie Archie the cat and so we start calling the cat and it's like oh wow and it comes up to us and we go oh we'll lead it inside and we're literally saying hey Archie you want to come inside you want to come inside and like once you say that it sort of races for the door anyway we did that it goes to race it goes to race for the door and this lady comes out and we go oh it's the owner and we get sort of sprung and then uh, the, the lady grabs the cat and we go, oh, we haven't seen Archie for a while. And she goes, yeah. <laughs> and we go, oh, okay, so it it doesn't have a collar on anymore. And she goes, yeah, because we don't let it outside anymore. Oh. And we're like, oh, okay, is that bad, is it? And she's like, yeah, we just – come on, Archie, you come with me. <laughs> And so she somehow found out, I think, that we've been like grabbing the cat and bringing it inside and stuff. And she was not happy. She did Why the same he... with Matthew Dallavadova. Yeah. <laughs> she just keeps him inside. Why so you couldn't find him. A cat's that precious that you have to like get someone else's cat. 
Like, why don't you get your own cat? Yeah, well, now we're looking into that idea. <laughs> They've done a sweep of the apartment block After to make sure there's no other cats. two cats off a disabled woman. <laughs> yeah, Itch, and thank a, you. And off the day, you've decided to yeah. yeah, yeah. look into some other options. We just don't like paying. We just, I just have a thing about paying for cats, that's all. So <laughs> I want to get other people's cats. Um, get a load of John Arbuckle over here. <laughs> so hey, I want to bring this up, uh, uh, Dave, because this was a, a story that we talked about. Uh, we, we did an interstate. Speaking of Dave O'Neill and interstate, gigs and, mm. and, and gigs in the country and stuff like that. We did a gig not that long ago. We did a gig in Ballarat, uh, which is all yes. part of the go- Golden Triangle between Bendigo, Mirabara, Ballarat. That's the Golden Triangle <laughs> of Central Victoria, yeah. uh, Central Highlands. You thought the Reclaim Australia rally was bad. Chandler did a fucking gig down there. Yeah. <laughs> that was nothing. Yeah. So uh, th- this happened, and this links back to a gig I did in, in Ballarat about a year ago or so. Okay. Uh, I did a gig with Harley Breen, come in and friend of the show, Harley Breen, in Ballarat. And we did a gig where we were all on the post, obviously, and we, we, we went out of it, uh, out of the pub, and this woman comes up to Harley and goes, and we've talked about this on the show before, and goes, oh, Harley Breen, oh, I'm a massive fan. My sister's obsessed with you. I'm a massive fan. And we're like, oh, cool, were you at the gig? And she goes, what gig? And we're like, we just literally got off stage. We were gigging right like five metres from here. Yeah. And she goes, oh, right, okay, well, love your work, Harley Breen. You know, love you, Harley. And I'm sort of sitting there like an idiot, just not saying anything. And then Harley, as a sort of as a joke, goes, oh, you'd obviously know this guy as well, pointing at me. And she looks at me and goes, are you Carl Hoofter? <laughs> <laughs> Which we found very fascinating and funny because Hoofter's not a name. I looked it up. There's no such thing as the surname Hoofter. All there is is I think that's rhyming slang for Poofter. I think that's like <laughs> Harry Hoofter. You're a bit of a Harry Hoofter. And so she's called me Harry, like Carl Hoofter, which I have no idea where she's gotten that from. So we went to Ballarat a year later and I was gigging with you. We're driving up the yeah. car and I was telling you that story and you're just laughing, getting obsessed with it, going, Hoofter! <laughs> Here, Here he is, is Carl Hoofter! And just quickly, for anyone wondering why you get so much stage time in Ballarat, you book the gig. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, so much. A gig every year. Wow. <laughs> Mate, it's the only show that... Carl Hoofter appears in. Any other poster? That's, that's that shows that shows the professionalism of Tommy Daslow. Oh, you get a good a gig yeah. a year. How'd you get that? Yeah, what's you it must like? book it. <laughs> so uh, we went up there and we we're getting obsessed with that Carl Hoofter yeah, thing. And then as we walk out. Uh, uh, there's a heap of people that are sort of actually coming up to me going, oh, listen to the podcast, big fan, big fan. And I, I'm copying that quite a bit. And Dave Thornton's going, oh, look at you with all your bloody podcast fans. Getting a little bit green-eyed, I think. No one's recognising Dave Thornton. As, just as we walk out, just as we walk out, a girl comes up and goes, oh, are you Dave Thornton off the radio? Dave Thornton? And, and you're like, well, well, well. Oh, here we go. Here it, Ooh, it's coming, cr- crawling back. So she goes to pose for a photo with you. As she poses for the photo, she goes, hang on, who are you? Are you Dave Thornton? And you go, yeah, yeah we're midway through a photo. Like, you know who I am. And then they start backing back from it and going, no, actually, you're not Dave Thornton. Do you know, who are you? Are you on the radio? And they all start going, and it's like, hang on, you've, You've already gotten photos with you, and then you're starting to doubt. And she she starts turning to me and going, "Who is this guy? Who is this guy?" And I go, "Oh, that's Dave Hoofter." <laughs> Man, that was such a bad back, a strange back and forth. Because I actually think the weird thing was the chip on the shoulder of Ballarat. Like they had that weird thing of going, "Oh," but then they went. Not here. Yeah. Who lowers themselves <laughs> to this shithole? <laughs> and John got really defensive. But then it was a really weird back and forth because then I went, oh, well, I'm not Dave Thornton because I couldn't care less. If yeah. I couldn't care less. Yeah, so but, they, then, they all... but then they were like, oh, you are. <laughs> and every time, whatever I said, they were going against. Yeah, yeah, whichever yeah. Whichever way I was standing. They were walking against it still saying to me, like, there was, they were saying, you know, you can level with me. 
Like he's not going to tell the truth, but you tell me who he is. So because they were just feeling weird that they were, I think they were mid upload of these pictures to Facebook, about to go. Here we are with Dave Thornton or Hoofter or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, but they were they were going. You're too skinny. That was one thing. Oh really? I don't know what the judge was. And then they're looking at my clothes as if what, what would Dave Thornton wear? Right. <laughs> there was this. Weird you sound thing. fatter on radio. <laughs> Maybe, possibly, yeah. Have you been recognised as anyone else before, John? Uh, Your glasses, which is a thing that people very often go, oh, all people with glasses look the same. You would have got a few Andrew Dentons in your time or something. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah. Oh, I've got a. Are you related to Andrew Denton? Oh, right. Through the glasses. Through yeah. the glasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're genetic. I think I've got a Steve Curry. Oh, oh, oh I, I see could that. see that. Yeah. It's not bad. Actually, yeah. Cuz. Yeah. yeah okay. I could see that. John Hoofter. Yeah. And the front cover of the book, people have said, if you can show it to... The, the that, podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The, the, the microphone. That yeah. people say that I look like Bono. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah with the glasses, with yeah. The glasses. yeah. Does that make sense? Who, and, uh, and possibly George Michael. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, well, it is a nice little pose and you've, you've got your designer stubble on, so That's I good. can see that. Who did you look like in the fat photo? <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I reckon we'd better wrap that up uh, for this week on the Little Dum Dum Club. Dave Thornton, John Safran, thank you so much thank for you, joining thank us. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Uh, the book, uh, Depends What You Mean by Extremist, is in all good retailers right now. Yes. You, oh, what about this? You've got an audio book. Oh, yeah, there's an audio book version of it. Yeah, did oh, you yeah. read it? Yeah, I read it. Great. Because the last book wasn't released on audio book, except when it was released in America, it just it was released, but they just did it over there. And I, I, for a while, when I heard they were going to do it in America, mm. I was like, oh, this is going to be hilarious because it's going to be like some rich-voiced American yeah. going, anyway, you know, when, I, walk, when I walked into Glick's Beagle yeah. in Carlisle <laughs> yeah. Street or whatever. But then it came out and they just got some Australian oh. voiceover talent in LA <laughs> to do it. And he kind of tips his hat at my kind of voice. Oh. So it's like the worst of all oh. worlds. It's, it's like it does an impression creaky, of you. Not, it's not quite an impression, but it is like, yeah, I went down. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the worst is of that, all Is that John Saffron doing an impression of John yeah, Saffron? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's He's my on there in voice, but it's not face. even me. So why would you, but yeah, this one's my voice. <laughs> wow. Oh, That's, that? and, and also, like, you know that if it's like some voiceover artist in LA, that yeah. gig has like... That's kept him afloat for like three months, I reckon. Like he would is that, been... That's someone from Home and Away that's got over <laughs> there that hasn't quite gotten on a Transformer movie yet, and that's his little lifeboat. You, because Dave O'Neill put out a book recently, and we were. To, and by the way, I would have loved it if you guys had swapped over for your audio books. That would have been wonderful. <laughs> but he was saying, and I never knew this, and I find this fascinating. If there's a, you have to read the text exactly. So if there's a typo in the first printing anywhere, you have to like read out the typo. Oh yeah, which Dave knows because surprise, surprise, his book's full of typos. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Uh, you're not allowed to change anything. You, you sit there and uh, the, the guy kind of corrects you. Like if you say very uh, big red car, you can't make it a red big car. Like he, oh. he stops the recording. And then it gets sent off to Audible and then the, the, the Audible police go through it with a fine tooth comb and then you have to sit back again and you feel like embarrassed that you've sort of, yeah, you've oh, made mistakes. That's, yeah, that's bizarre. Um, Dave Thornton, come on, give us a bit of John Safran. <laughs> I don't think I can beat his impersonation of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's do do John Saffron reading out the Dave O'Neill autobiography. Oh Jesus Christ! Reading out the Dave O'Neill. Yeah, reading out something that Dave O'Neill would have in his book about himself, but with John Saffron's voice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I reckon, you've got it. You've got it in. I'm, I'm, I'm sure now you've got trying it. to uh, go through my brain in my back catalogue of 80 snacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because be, that paddle pop, Bubble Bubble Bill. I reckon you can do it. Calippo, Calippo, yeah. a gay time. He surely Dave O'Neill would. And name name true. a Melbourne suburb. So go. To, you're in Templestowe, or you're in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Mel, uh, Mo, no, where would you be? Uh, Mentone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Was it John Saffron reading Dave O'Neill's <laughs> hypothetical book? Of the... <laughs> okay. So I'm in Temple's joke. <laughs> My dad's just knocked off some tinnies because it's 1980s Australia. I finished on a slip and slide. <laughs> oh, the build up was very much worth it. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> I feel oh, like yeah. you should also be saying sorry to Husey in there somewhere <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> oh, my God. I just saw that. A mate of mine sent me a screenshot as a side note of that. Yeah. Do you know on Kiss FM, on Husey's show, you can win money being an impersonator of him. Oh, yeah. You actually yeah. just call in and make money because that's yeah. how rich he is now. Just someone that sounds like him is also making money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be a tributary of Husey and you're going to get some it of that sounds like It sounds like Husey's having some... Contract disputes, I think. Like, you know, <laughs> he's about to sign on for a new contract. Or who does a good Husey, everyone, that's willing to do it for a lot less? Yeah. <laughs> and who can do a Langbrook? Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave, uh, Fox FM, if you're in Melbourne yeah, every morning. That is true. Or and if yeah. you're in Ballarat, apparently, you can pick mm-hmm. it up there as well by the sound of things. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Dave Hoofter will be going out broadcasting out there. <laughs> but also, I'm at the Sydney Comedy Festival this weekend. Ah, great. I'm not sure when this thing airs. So that holding on to that it. will have already happened. Oh, okay. I crushed it at the Sydney Comedy <laughs> Festival, guys. It was ridiculous. Catch it in 51 weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry that the comedy store needs a new roof ripped it <laughs> off. Uh, all right, guys. We've got all our stuff, T-shirts, information about the Kosamui Podcast Festival and all that stuff. The Patreon, the GoFundMe at littledumdumclub.com. Is that very quickly worth spending one minute explaining that to John? We're, sure. We're going to Kosamui for a podcast festival in, yeah. in basically a week's time once this comes out. Uh, we booked it ourselves. We're we the started only the podcast, podcast festival. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're going over there. That seems like something that would be slightly in your wheelhouse. We're starting up our own podcast festival in Thailand. Oh, wow. There's no, no people from Thailand listen to our podcast, but there are people flying in from here, from overseas to come to it. Bullshit. So, yeah. yeah. How, Jesus. What happens if like someone's killed? Or Fuck. I, I think you're gonna. We're what gonna about, have found about, our way into your new book. If that happens, <laughs> what about that festival? That you know that recent the one? fire festival. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, is it gonna go down like that? It's hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> we are still looking into the insurance side of it. We are still getting like listeners to send us ideas about insurance and how we cover ourselves because. When we're recording this, we are two weeks out. When this comes out, it'll be one week out. But we need to really lock down what the fuck we're yeah. doing. Well, in, in their defence, if it does go boobs up, because who was the rapper that was behind Fire Festival? Uh, was Jay... Can you get a bit hot ja on the mic, John? Ja Rule. Ja Rule. Yeah, Ja Rule. Because, yeah, ja I mean, <laughs> in fairness, if it does all go tits up and people try to put some lawsuit on you, be like, our back catalogue of podcasts may point out yeah. they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not yeah. a surprise. It's not this glamping and hoping that there's going to be A-list celebrities Yeah, there. let the jury see that we have 340 episodes of dumb country. <laughs> in our, in our <laughs> like, legally speaking, we are shitheads. Yeah, there yeah. is a description of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exhibit 1 through 355, yeah. I think you'll find us yeah. of any So we, we do have a lot of people coming from Australia, people from New York, China... Uh, it's 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 going to be quite weird, yeah. But we're looking forward to it. But uh, you'll yeah you'll read all about this in your own book next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.